0: Welcome to the RunFit365.com podcast, episode 13. Booyah! Welcome to the RunFit365.com podcast. I'm your host, Travis Lozier. With us on the show, as always, is Coach Dan Cusin. How are you, Dan?
1: I'm I'm still alive.
0: Yeah, barely, I might add, right?
1: <laughs> barely alive. Last time we talked about how I was feeling under the weather and it ended up being influenza. And uh, I'm better, yeah, but I'm having moments of not so much better.
0: Well, um,
1: we're glad you're still alive, okay? <laughs> Thanks, yeah. I, hope, I apologize in advance for coughing. Maybe I, I won't, but hoping I
0: don't. Well, well, we'll let it slide. Um, believe it or not, this is episode 13. Lucky number 13. Can you believe it? I can't. It's um, pretty amazing. Yeah, it's good stuff. And I know we've got a good, um, good podcast lined up today. Um, one of the topics that I think that um, is important to runners, whether they embrace it or not, is kind of core training. Mm-hmm. And I know... Um, It's something that I don't do enough of, and I know you've got some tips and tricks for us today, so I'm looking forward to that, Um, core training for runners. And I think we've got another random runner's world pulled up here, Um, and I'm looking at the magazine for January and February of 2015, so this is hot off the presses, so we'll do a random runner's world here. Um, Cool. Awesome. So core training, it's very important for runners, Um, It's important for everyone, really. Mm -hmm. Um, So what's your advice, Dan, for runners out there uh, in regards to the core?
1: Yes, so think about it this way. If you have good core strength, then you have balanced muscles around your core, which equals good form, and all that good form um, gets you efficiency plus uh, a fair amount of reduction in the risk of your injury. So I think... a lot of people think of your abdomen when you think of your core, you think of the six pack. Um, but it's a lot bigger than that. It's really any supporting structure in that same vicinity. So your abdomen, of course, your lower back, which is the opposing size side of your abdomen, your hips, your pelvis, all those things that actually help support a runner. So it's not something that, um, You won't be propelling yourself forward as a runner by having a strong core, but you will certainly um, do a lot of other good things. So for example, it improves your balance and not just in a runner for anybody. So especially as you age, uh, your balance is something you want to focus on because uh, the aging population, the biggest issue they have is falls. So just in itself, focusing on your core will help with that sort of thing. But um, it also helps with your coordination and your stability. And, of course, if you have uh, muscles that are um, equal, so they're not – you know, one stronger than the other. If you do a bunch of ab work and you don't focus on your lower back, that could cause you more problems than good because it's, you have one side stronger than the other. So th- the key here is balance.
0: Yeah, and I'm wondering as you talk about that, how – Common that is because as a new runner, I be I remember beginning, um, you know, back in middle school and high school, there was so much focus on like you said that six pack that, um, you know, we were just doing sit ups constantly. And I'm just reflecting back now. We really never focused on anything around the lower black lower back, or we didn't even have um, planks in the routine or anything like that that would really focus on the back. So I wonder how common that is in the running community? Maybe not so much now, but um, my guess is it's probably still out there.
1: I imagine it probably is. And I think the key is, just like I've talked about in the past, um, I'm not a big proponent of exercises that focus on one muscle group. So if you do sit-ups, sit-ups are a little bit better, but um, a lot of those ab exercises you're referring to focus on the abs, which is good. Mm -hmm. But I, I think that it's better to focus on things that um, and include multiple muscle groups. And we'll, we'll kind of go over, I wrote down 10 things, 10 core exercises that I think are great from that regard. Um, and, and all of them will focus on your flexibility, your posture, your um, balancing of, of muscles within your core, which will help with coordination and injury uh, risk, um, decreased injury risk. So kind of a Generality. You can do ten to fifteen minutes of this every day. You could actually incorporate it into your pre and post or post workout running routines. Um, a lot of a lot of coaches do that. It's part of your warm up. You want your body to be fully warm. So, um, and then as you <clears throat> go through and, and get used to these things, like for example, you could do thirty seconds of a plank. It should be comfortably challenging to, to do any of these things. Once it's no longer challenging, then you need to flip it up a bit. So that could be <clears throat> adding sets, adding time to that set, so you could double it and make it 60 seconds instead of 30, or even 45 instead of 30. You can add instability into the mix, which not only helps make it more challenging, but it, it supports more of the supporting muscles around your core. Mm-hmm. So those are some things you can do to kind of keep it challenging. If it's if it becomes easy and you can do it without a problem, then it's it's not going to do you a whole lot more good, or a whole lot of good going forward. So you got to switch it up some. I so I've, <clears throat> any any questions before I get started on these ten?
0: No, I just grabbed a pen, so I apologize <laughs> if you heard that kind of rattling because um, this is exactly what I need, and I I know we talked briefly before this that. Um this is something you're gonna put on our blog too and we can mm-hmm. get to that later, but I'm looking forward to these ten tips here, Dan. All right. Yeah. There'll be a test later. Yep. That's why I'm gonna cheat and take notes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I've listed my favorite ten. There's there's a million. I mean there's probably I'm not millions, no exaggeration, but there's lots and lots of core exercises. Most of them are really good. Again, focus on ones that incorporate multiple muscles. Um, and I've listed these in sort of the uh, easiest to start with to the, the more difficult. So um, something as simple as a knee lift. I mean, this is a podcast. It's really difficult to give you a visual, but I'm going to kind of talk through it and, and help you understand what it, what it would feel like. So if you're standing up straight, this is simply um, lifting one knee up to about um, mid-abdomen and then putting it back down and switching to the other side. And this incorporates your abdomen, but it also incorporates the front of your legs or, or the, uh, and the front of your hips, which will help sort of balance your um, – build that that muscle group so that it helps balance your running.
0: So standing upright and then lift your knee. Is it about a 90-degree angle or is it a little higher than
1: that? Um, a 90-degree angle would be good. You can go slightly higher. Than higher. That. Gotcha. Very good. Yeah. Uh, so Second one is a plank. This is one of my favorites. This is pretty much a, an all-around good core exercise, and any just about anybody can do this for any, for a varying amount of time. And this is basically if you put yourself, lay yourself flat on the floor, um, stomach down, and then get your, your arms out underneath you. So basically um, think about – uh, your elbow directly below your chest and your arms straight out from uh, from there. So basically your your fists are going to be uh, right underneath your face, your elbows right underneath your chest, and you're going to have yourself in a position on your toes. So basically it kind of looks like or feels like a, a push-up position, but instead of being on your palms, you're on your elbows. And it it may feel really easy at first. But the, the longer you stay there, uh, the more challenging it becomes. And you can actually feel your, your entire core engage in that. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm just going to write down another one while I'm thinking about it. Uh,
0: what do you recommend starting out and playing, Dan? Is it really just kind of situational based on where you are? Do you, you recommend starting out and you know, trying for 30 seconds, at just uh, you know, see if you can hold it for 30 seconds, or what's your advice?
1: Yes, if you've never done a plank before, I would try 30 seconds, and even if it feels pretty easy, stop it for 30 seconds, and give yourself about a minute break, and then try another 30-second plank. If the first one wasn't difficult for you, you'll feel the second one and whether that's difficult for you, and then kind of take it from there. I usually go up within 15-second imp- increments, so... You know, 30 seconds is not challenging enough. Try 45, try a minute, um, kind of go up from there. But it's a great overall core exercise. It incorporates the, the front half, the, the back half, and everything supporting, so it's, it's great. Um, the third one is <clears throat> called the Superman. And by the way, you need one of these things you should be able to Google and uh, see somebody uh, performing – The Superman kind of is what it sounds like. It's the Superman position. So kind of like the beginning stages of the plank, you're going to lay down belly first. You're going to stretch your arms straight out as if you're Superman flying. And the way this works is you kind of lift the front half and the back half up so that you're teetering, I guess, on your midsection – uh, a lot of the, the pressure will be right in your, the middle of your abdomen, and what this does is works your lower back, your upper back, um, everything around the core, sort of the opposite of what you think of um, with with like a, you know, a, a sit-up would be focusing on your abdomen. The superman's focusing more on the backside of your core. You. Any questions about that one?
0: No, I know. I've done those in the past, and it sounds um, fairly simple. I remember one of the first routines you gave me, Dan, said Superman. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, that that looks simple. You're just laying flat on the ground. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, it's much more difficult than you think, just trying to get your, you know, lift your arms off, and the, then you lift your feet off. And I think the best way um, like you said, it's just to Google it. There's a lot of YouTube videos out there of people demonstrating the Superman, but um, it, it's a solid core workout um, from that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so next one is hip, our hip raises. Um, hip raises are, are really good for your glutes, your, um, the front of your hips, and essentially you're going to lay down your back. You're going to put your knees at a, about a 90-degree angle, slightly less than that. Um, and then you're going to basically lift your pelvis into the air so that um, between your knees and your neck is basically a straight line. Um, I'm sure you've seen this done before. It basically is a a movement that puts your pelvis in line with the rest of your body, but in a laying position. That's really pretty simple. Yeah, yeah. Um, The fifth one... So it's going to be kind of hard to explain. This would be a good one to Google. Um, they're called bicycles, and um, it's something that you do in a lying position. So lay down on your on your back. Um, a lot of times it's easier to put your your um, hands at your side or even under your uh, butt, and you're going to take your legs out in front of you one at a time and pretend kind of like you're you're riding a bicycle. So it's, um, your legs are alternating back and forth in front of you as you are holding the, the uppermost part of your body flat and stable. And, um, it's great for your abs, great for your hips, um, not as much for your lower back, but it, it does include uh, multiple groups. So uh, it's a great one for incorporating all that stuff together. Um, the next one are Uh, leg lifts again this one is kind of like in that bicycle position where you're laying flat um, your hands to your side and then your legs initially you're you're laying in a straight line your legs on the ground and what you can do starting out is do one leg to where you lift your leg straight in front of you to about a 90 degree angle above you and then put that one back down and do the, the opposite one and so that that gives your your lower uh, core a workout by lifting the weight of your leg up, and once you get good at that, you can actually do both of your legs, which um, it, it creates a little bit of instability because you have you don't have one leg on the ground uh, keeping your stability, and it increases the amount of weight you're lifting. The next one. Is the best one to Google because I'm not sure I can do this one justice in words. But it's called the bird dog, and the bird dog, it ba- basically, if you ever seen, uh, there's a dog I think called the bird dog, um, and they get in a position when they find a bird. And what it's really cool, what's cool about it is it puts your body in a sort of unstable position. Um, I really don't know how to explain this one, so Google bird dogs. And take a look at that.
0: I, I just uh, Googled it. And there's like tons of dogs that come up. So oh, <laughs> no.
1: maybe bird dog or exercise
0: bird dog plank, I think, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but it is, it's, it, it's, you know, you essentially stand or sit on all fours just as a dog would. And then you extend, say so you extend your left arm and then you'll also extend your right leg behind you at the same time. And it it does create that instability and you can really feel it, you know, feel it in your core and your lower back. Um, but if you Google bird dog core exercise, um, you'll see some demonstrations of that, but it's a good core, um, exercise for sure.
1: Thanks. That was a great description. I could not have come up with that. Um, the next one might be, I might need your help on this one too. It's called the Russian twists. And, um, It's a little bit different than the others in that you're kind of in a sitting position, but not just sitting, kind of leaning back. You're kind of balancing on your behind a bit. Your your legs are out in front of you, you're you're leaning back a bit, and you're basically gonna put your legs in one direction and your torso in the opposite direction, um, twisting in a twisting motion. So if you get your arms out in front of you and your legs out in front of you, your legs are off the ground, you're going to shift your legs, both legs together to the right while you shift your uh, – you you twist your, the top half of your torso so your arms you stay out in front of you and move to the left. And what this does is it works on your obliques. It works on several other core muscles within your core. Um, and as you go back and forth, it helps to create some instability and it helps to uh, strengthen the muscles that – would support that.
0: Very
1: good. Yep. Um, one of the all-time favorites are push-ups. They're great for your core, they're great for your chest, they're great for your shoulders, um, your hips, everything. So um, they're very, very uh, what's the word, they cover about everything. So if you can become a good push-up person and you can even start by doing them just on your knees versus on your toes, the main point is to keep yourself in a straight line and get your your, uh, your abs engaged because if you have your butt up in the air, you're not doing it right. You're not getting the right uh, core value of it. So um, Google push-ups, as silly as that sounds, everybody thinks they know how to do a push-up. But you got to have that, that core in line and engaged in order to get the, the most benefit out of it. Yeah. And then... Do you, and then finally army crawls. Um, this one's kind of like, um, kind of like basically crawling on all fours or bear crawl. Uh, basically you're, you're crawling with, um, your arms and your legs. You're, You're not on your knees and you're basically carrying yourself, um, that way. And the reason that's important is, um, usually when you walk, you're not using your core as much, but if you're crawling and using your legs to crawl, you have to use your core to move your leg forward, um, on both accounts. So it's a, it's a great one for the core as well. And then the, the last one I, I just thought of, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Um, this is something you can do throughout the day if you're at a desk job or whatever, whenever you're thinking about it, driving, um, suck in your belly. That's, that's a really good way to engage your core without really having to do an exercise per se. Practice sucking in your belly. It works different muscles and aspects of your core. And when you're driving, instead of leaning back on your seat, you can just kind of sit up just slightly to to keep that, your core engaged versus completely relaxing your seat. That's another good way.
0: Oh, it's weird. As soon as you said that, Dan, I sucked in my belly. (laughs) I I wonder if like everyone listening to this podcast will do the same, same thing. But, um, again, that's just a common one that, you know, so many of our jobs now just require us to be behind a desk that Mm -hmm. if you can just be self-aware, um, the next time you're sitting at your desk, that, you know, just to suck in your belly, listen to, Mm -hmm. you know, listen to Dan with that. Um, let me run this back to you and see how I did. Um, so these are Coach Dan Cuson's 11 core training tips for runners. Um, so knee lifts, and, and what i try tried to do is almost put down and tell me if I was too prescriptive here because I think I'm going to try to use this over the next few days. So knee lifts, I was thinking 10 per leg would be a nice kind of starting point. Mm-hmm. Plank, 30 seconds, just your standard plank, start with 30 seconds. Superman was the third one, and just start by doing Superman for 30 seconds. Hip raises, um, I put 20 hip raises to start with. That may be a little on the high side. A- again, just um, I-, I think the key with all this stuff is just listen and know your body. If you know if 10 feels right, if five feels right, um, do what works for you. Um, bicycles, um, I put for 30 seconds would be a good starting point. Mm -hmm. Uh, leg lifts. Um, and those were when you're on the ground, lifting your legs, beginning with starting with one leg at a time. I put 10, you know, 10 per leg. And then over time you'll get better and you can do both legs. Yep. Um, bird dogs. And and the key to that one is, uh, googling bird dog core routine. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, I put essentially, uh, 30 seconds per each, uh, each side so you'll see it you know raise your left extend your right leg and then the other way um and then the russian twist for 30 seconds yes. push-ups um starting out with just 10 army crawl what would you recommend recommend on army craws
1: um probably well from one side okay. of the room to the other and back back at okay. times yeah. yeah yeah and then 11
0: just sucking your belly that's something that you, essentially you just do um do it in your work commute. Do it when you're sitting in your chair. You don't have to, you know, necessarily be super focused with that one, right?
1: No, but you know, think about things like putting a, a rubber band on your, on your wrist or a bracelet that you think about exercise, and every time you see it suck in your belly, because I, you know, just like anybody, we kind of forget until we remember. So give yourself something to remember it by, and then and then do it when you see it.
0: Very good. These seem really, um, you know, some of these things, once you Google them and you find out what they are, they're not, not as intimidating as some of the names sound. Um, and if you do this, just looking at the math here, going through that whole cycle would take you, um, you know, less than five minutes and that's even building in some recovery time. So it's not like this is a huge time commitment. Um, Mm -hmm. these are the types of things that you could do, um, You know, playing with the kiddos or, um, you know, taking a quick break or first thing in the morning you can get up and do some of these things. And, of course, over time you'll want to build and um, do more reps and more cycles. But starting out, this looks like it's fairly simple, Um, not a huge time commitment for the value that you get um, with having a strong core when it comes to running.
1: Here's a good tip for incorporating your kids into it and also buying yourself some time. I always have my daughter coach me on these things. I know I, I break down what I want to do and I basically give her a piece of paper and I have her kind of coach me through it so that she feels involved. It's a good um, something that she sees me doing that I find important that maybe she'll find important someday. Sometimes I have her do them with me, uh, but it's a good way to buy yourself some time and include that.
0: Yeah, I love how – I know your daughter, and I love how you said, so she feels involved. Um, mm-hmm. I think she is involved, and she, she, yeah. loves, she loves telling Daddy what to do. Oh,
1: she absolutely does. Yeah, it's her favorite so, part. She'd yeah. rather coach me than do it herself, but yeah, yeah. at least that gets me to do it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's a good tip. That's a very good tip. Well, great, Dan. Anything else to add on these 11 tips? Um, I, I think these are great. Um,
1: I think – you know, if, if these don't float your boat, there's, there's thousands out there. There's thousands of exercises and, and thousands of combinations that people have put together that are great. So you really can't go wrong as long as you're working the core and, um, and not getting it to the point where it's status quo.
0: And I think that there – this is maybe just me, but there's so much stuff out there about core training. It's almost um, – at times I feel overwhelmed by the amount of stuff out there. Yeah. But what I like about these 10 or 11 is it's about being consistent and find, you know, find something that works for you and mm-hmm. that's a complete workout of your core, your back, your obli- everything and just be consistent with it because um, there's always going to be something new out there of slight variation of these exercises but um, I just find that you know, find something that's simple that you can stick to, that you can do in your house that doesn't require a lot of equipment, that doesn't require a lot of time. It just sets yourself up for success opposed to um, you know if you find yourself every day looking for something new um, you know that's where I've had uh, failures in the
1: past. Well I think instead of trying to, let's say you get through these 10 or 11 and, and they're easy, try to instead of having to figure out what different exercises to do Try to make them more challenging for yourself because there's, there's hundreds of variations for each one of these things that you could do to make it more challenging. So you don't have to spend the effort to find something new. Just be creative and, and find ways that makes it more uh, challenging to do.
0: Very good. Um, awesome. So Dan, we're going to summarize some of these things and put it on uh, runfit365.com as a blog entry probably sometime this week, correct? Yep, it'll be out there. Awesome. Well, I'm looking at the time here. That was such a great segment. It's so important uh, for runners, the core. We could probably spend hours on um, core routines for runners, but let's shift gears a little bit. Um, And I know we always try to keep these to 30 minutes, so let's see what we can do with this. I've got, um, again, the December and February 2015 Runners World here, and I love the cover of this one. It says, "New New Year, New Year, New You. Um, as we're rolling into the new year, there's a lot of people setting up New Year's resolutions and people um, kind of have a new um, outlook and are ready to attack, you know, training and life and running. It's perfect. It's a perfect time to get into new routines. And I'm going to flip here. And I'm, um, it looks like this one is, um, what is this? Hop hop on the habit trail, Um, and it's – I think this
1: isn't –
0: Hop on the what? Hop on the habit trail. Oh, habit Um, trail. So let me just flip through here to see what this is. Um, So it looks like it's an article talking about habits. Let me just quickly read through this. It looks like there's headings here. Um, Habit, become a morning runner. I'm going to read through these, Dan, and then we can have some dialogue. Become a morning runner. So these are habits – Strength train regularly, that's another habit. Uh, Cross train regularly. Eat more vegetables, another habit. Warm up before a run, stretch and foam roll after. That's a habit. Unplug on the run once a week. Uh, Cook at home more often. That's a habit. Um, Add a weekly long run. Um, Get enough sleep. Apply sunscreen before every run eat breakfast every day, sit less. We were just talking about some of that stuff with, you know, just focusing on the core there. Let me see. Oh, I think this is from the – it says 12 habits of highly motivated runners. So those were the 12 habits of highly motivated runners, and it kind of reminds me of – you know, the Stephen Covey book on when you think about business, the seven habits of highly effective people. This is maybe a spin on the 12 habits of highly motivated runners. So, um, these things seem, you know, pretty straightforward, but did anything jump out at you, Dan, or, you know, I quickly read through those, um, anything missing or what are your thoughts on this?
1: Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of thinking through those that you said, um, I think that just thinking about the the people that I know focus the most on, um, probably the highly, the highest motivated runners I can think of are the pros. I'm trying to think about what pros do differently than the rest of us, right? So, um, I think one of them on there was, um, Getting eating more vegetables or something like that Um, you know I could talk days about nutrition but I think that's a very key point in that just about every pro athlete out there um, puts puts nutrition on a um, they they think quality all the time they don't put anything in their body that's not going to help them either train or recover Uh, so veggies fruits, lean meats, that kind of thing they don't skip breakfast, they Um, they always, um, focus on nutrition. So that, I, I definitely agree with that one. I I don't disagree with any of them, I guess, but just thinking about what, get enough sleep again, a pro athlete, um, big focus for them. They generally get 10 hours or more. Um, they have the perfect sleeping conditions in their house. They take naps. I know that's not possible for most of us, but, um, they prioritize naps whenever they can. Um,
0: wouldn't that be great though?
1: No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it would be great. Yeah. I'd love to do that. Yeah. Um, was there one on there about warming up?
0: There. Let me see what they called it. Um, they talked about strength training. Yeah, here it is. Here's the habit. It says warm up before a run, stretch, and foam roll after.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the key thing. take away from that is um the stretch after i'm a big proponent of not stretching until after you're done but um not only just warm up but cool down we have a blog out there and i think we talked about in the podcast can't remember which number about the warm-up and cool down and uh there's some some uncommonly used things that i think every runner should consider um as part of warm-up and cool down, so it's definitely a big focus for, should it be for every athlete. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I'm just kind of looking through here, and it, it, this is a good tip, it's like, you know, make sure that you factor in time for stretching and warm-downs. I, I know it's kind of common, but um, if you factor in that time, this example says if you have a 45-minute, you know, run schedule, make sure you factor in, 10 minutes for dynamic stretching and then 10 to 15 minutes for your cool down. So you just set realistic realistic expectations of how much time you're going to be using. Mm-hmm. Um, that way you're more likely to use that time for the warm up and the cool down.
1: Yeah. Was there anything on there about – I'm just trying to think of the, the most motivated runners I know of. They – they constantly challenge themselves. They, There's no such thing as the status quo. They um, are always trying to get one above and beyond the last. So is there anything about that as far as that list on highly motivated runners and what they do? You know, that might be a gap
0: because um, I'm not seeing anything here. Um, it talks about unplugging on the run, but it's not so much kind of that competitive side. I'm not seeing anything... To come up now. So, talk more about that, Dan.
1: So, I think just constantly mixing it up. Um, the easy thing to do is to sit in and just uh, become comfortable with your training. That's not the, the best thing to do, I would say. Um, if you can find ways to challenge yourself, whether that's like for me, for example, I think one of them is becoming a morning runner. Yeah, Um, That would be a big challenge for me, but there's so many benefits to being uh, a morning runner. So um, if I was at my highest motivated level, I would work on that and and, uh, overcome that. Um, But I think that the big thing about the the best runners in the world, or even if you're not the best runner in the world, that you're a successful runner – Sometimes it's because you just don't accept roadblocks. You don't accept barriers. You get past them no matter what. and You look at it as a challenge, and um, you always get past that challenge. Um, So I I guess one of the 12 habits I would think would be just somebody that um, is always challenging themselves.
0: It's funny. I kind of got lost in the article a little bit looking for that specific, and it's not in here. Um, but they do have an image of a runner doing a plank. <laughs> and it says, do planks two or three times per week post-run to build core strength. And that just fits so nicely with what we just talked about.
1: There's mm-hmm.
0: um, there's again, cross-training and strength training here.
1: What about, is there anything on the mental side in that list, such as uh, being able to had the ultimate focus, be having the, the vision of success, um, setting goals, using visualization.
0: You know, I, I'm looking for that under this habit called unplug on the run once a week, but as I scan through it, it's more about um, talking about unplugging from your GPS and ditching your watch and just really focusing on, um, you know, kind of how you're feeling not focusing on you know your time or distance I don't see anything on visualization either
1: I think probably one of the key things for somebody that's a highly motivated runner would be the mental side yeah. so definitely things to consider
0: Yeah. so it, you've added a couple to this list this list would be 14 probably long now or 15 um, I'm just scanning through here to see if there's anything else. Anything else, Dan, that you mm. I'm gonna i I'm gonna stump you one of these days on these days. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just you're adding to these articles. You know, becoming a morning runner, you know, that's so common, but it's so, you know. If you, well you know if you can figure it out and you can make it work that's I think that's where the magic is that's
1: exactly and it. it's about creating time the hardest thing to do as a as somebody that doesn't do it for a living is finding the time or creating the time to do it and I think the benefit of, the benefit of doing it early is one, you get it out of the way you feel good all day um, number two if you get up early enough um, you don't have to worry about taking your family's time um, for something that's just for you. Yeah. So I think that's those are the guilty things that I, I think about why I want to become a morning runner. But I've tried it, and it's just, especially in the wintertime, it's really difficult to do.
0: It's funny you say that. As you were talking about that, there's a little snippet here under that habit. It says all, all habits feel awkward at first since it requires resetting your body clock. Morning running may require a little longer than most, at least three to four weeks to sink in consider trying this habit in the spring when the weather and darkness are less likely to interfere. There so, you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, when I've had luck with them, with morning runs, it, it has taken, it feels like two to three weeks, but once you get over that hump, it's brutal. It, it really is going through those two to three weeks. And then you're in that routine, you've built the habit and um, you just hate to miss them. It, you know, your your body's up, you're ready to go, and, and it's much easier to do that mm-hmm. once you once you form that habit. So this is a good article. Um, and I don't know if there's anything else. You know, add a weekly long run. I, I know, Dan, every one of your plans that we have on RunFit 365 includes a long run, and mm-hmm. it's a common practice. But um, if you're a new runner out there, that's... Um, you know, one of the key workouts as you train for a half marathon or a marathon is just get your body out there, uh, get used to being on your feet for an hour, two hours, three, four hours if you're training for a marathon. Um, those long runs are critical for your success when you're training for marathons for sure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think your plans, Dan, have those every um, Saturday or Sunday. Just find a week, you know, weekend day that works for you, you know, works for you and just. Um, make it a habit to do your long runs mm-hmm. um, alright Dan well I think this is a record this is our longest podcast and we try to be really respectful of everyone's time to keep these things short um, you know 30 minutes We the vision is that you know you can listen to these things in your car and um, maybe on a run or something like that or on the treadmill um, so anything else to add Dan before we start to close this episode
1: you know, I think that's a great list and, um, it, it's only as good as, as people following it though. So take things in consideration and put them into action. Perfect.
0: Um, great segment on core, uh, routine and kind of Dan Cusin's, um, 11 exercises for core training for runners. So we'll look for that to be, um, published sometime this week and, um, Quick reminder that the PR challenge is still going on. If you haven't had a chance to check out runfit365.com, give that a check. Um, starting to get a lot more traffic to the website now. People checking out that. Um, again, it's we're giving the you know our training plans away with the vision that we'll hit one million PRs, and I think that we can do that. And you can help us by helping you know liking our Facebook page, uh, following us on Twitter. We started doing some things on Instagram. Tell your friends about, you know, our training plans that they're really, um, we we believe that you'd find them to be, um, high quality. We might be biased though, right?
1: (laughs) Maybe a little bit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, um, but check us out, you know, let us know what you think. Um, and as always, if you have a question for Dan or myself, or you want to be on a podcast, um, go to runfit365.com and fill out the contact form or, drop us an email at support at runfit365.com. Um, we'll be happy to answer your questions. So Dan, any closing uh, wisdom for us?
1: Um, yeah. Wash your hands and stay healthy because I have not been able to do anything for the last week. of so this thing, so yeah, keep, take care of yourself.
0: Yeah. Keep fighting Dan and thanks. I know that, um, these last couple weeks making time to be on the podcast has been, um, a challenge, but, um, Thanks for your commitment and your time, and um, we're we're just glad you're not, you know, uh, we we're, we're glad you're on the upswing here. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right. Well, thanks again for listening, and until next time, happy training.